So today I want to deepen my conversation from last week about concentration. I felt like I cut it a little shorter than I wanted it to, or than I wanted to. One of the things I mentioned with concentration was really focusing on what you're doing instead of doing multiple things at once. So I wanted to give a couple of examples um, of that, as well as conversations I've had with clients since last week to um, deepen, deepen this understanding. So what I mean by concentration is, am I doing one thing at a time or am I doing multiple things? And I use the example of being on a Zoom call and having other uh, browsers open. So reading an email while I'm supposed to be listening to something on a Zoom call or having a friend or one of my kids or my spouse talk to me as I'm glancing through and reading a text. None of those things are done well. So neither activity is accomplished to the best of our ability when we try to do two things or multiple things at a time. And that pretty much almost exclusively is true across the board. Now, some people fool themselves and make excuses and say things like, well, I need the radio on in order to concentrate. I need the TV on as background noise so I can focus on what I'm doing. And that's absolutely not true. Other people say it's, it's too quiet. Okay. Again, no such thing. We're just making excuses. One thing at a time is something I want you to try and experiment with it and see how it goes for you. And I literally mean one thing, meaning when you go to the restroom, don't bring your phone with you. Just one thing at a time. Because if you're at home eating dinner at the kitchen table and the TV is on and there's other people with you, you're not going to be able to focus on any of those things. And I know for a fact, there's been research that says eating in front of the TV decreases your ability to digest your food because with eating and digestion, it's supposed to be a very interactive thing. So having other people around the table is totally fine. But when we're watching TV, it does something different to us because the, the light, the flashes of light, the frequencies, when they hit our eyes, and our retina stimulate the production of certain chemicals in our body, which is the opposite of what's supposed to be happening when we're eating and digesting. So even eating and digesting properly, looking at your phone, having the TV on, it is not good for your health. And it's certainly not utilizing concentration. And it doesn't mean you have to consciously concentrate on eating. That's not what I mean. But your body, your digestive system functions better when you're just eating and interacting with the people around the table, not eating and looking at your phone, not eating and watching TV or watching even a ball game. 
So think about that. Put yourself in the proper environment to succeed. If you're trying to read, go to a place where there aren't distractions. Go to an area where it's quiet. Ask someone to turn the volume down on whatever it is they're utilizing, a game or a TV or a movie or whatever, so you can focus and concentrate on the book that you're reading. A great example of doing two things at once. And, and I, I'm a fan of Audible, the books that you listen to. I am a fan of that. However, most of the time when we're listening to the book, we're doing something else. We're walking, we're on a treadmill, we're driving. It may be on in the background while we're doing another task. And we miss so much of that book because it just keeps going. It keeps going even when we're not paying attention, where when you're reading the pages of a book, if you get distracted or someone comes in and you have a conversation with them, you stop reading. That doesn't happen most of the time with Audible. I mean, think about when you're driving with nothing on, no radio, no Audible, nothing. How many times are we driving and we almost feel like we kind of zone out? So most of what we're hearing on the audiobook, we're not necessarily actually soaking up and absorbing. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be on, but I am saying you will get way more out of the book if you are reading the book or if you're listening to the book and really just doing nothing but sitting and listening to the book and almost repeating the words as you're hearing them. That will incredibly reinforce what you're learning. On a date night with my wife, which we do pretty much every single week, we have our phones because we have children <laughs> and we want to make sure they can get a hold of us in the rare occasion they need to get a hold of us in an emergency type situation. But the phone is in a place that it's not even on the table upside down. Okay, it's in a jacket pocket. It's in a purse. Because even just having it on the table is distracting. Because as I mentioned in, in the previous episode, how many times do we glance at our phone just to see if we have a message? Even if we have all the notifications on and the phone's on noise, you know, ding and ring, we still glance at it. Did I get a text? Did I get a notification? Or someone who normally wears a watch who takes it off for a short period of time, how many times are you glancing at a blank wrist? That's distracting. It's distracting and it's distracting you from whatever it is you're supposed to be doing at that moment. <laughs> so when you go through your day, I encourage you to figure out the best environment, the best desk situation, the best, the best scenarios at home when you can 
100% concentrate on what is in front of you and who is in front of you. If it's a task, because you're at work, great. No notifications on your computer, just the screen open you're working on, and you work on it. You will be amazed at how much you get done in a very efficient period of time. The phone's on airplane mode. And like I said before, if the people who are the most important to you in your life know how to reach you during your times of productivity, and the only time they would reach you is with an emergency, and they know that if they text you or call you and it's not an emergency, that you are not going to be answering your phone because they've already told you if it's an emergency, don't text me, do this. Or do something where you can just glance to know, is it something to address later or not? And ideally, don't even call during that time. Don't even text during that time. Schedule it for later. And you'll be amazed at how much you get done. Then you get your productive thing done. You look at your phone for five or 10 minutes, you answer any emails and texts and, and, and listen to any voicemails you might have, and then you go on to the next task. And you will be surprised, pleasantly surprised, at how much you get done, how much better it gets done, how much faster it gets done, and you still get all the other things accomplished. You still get your emails cleared your voicemail cleared, your texts answered. You could even designate 10, 15 minutes to look at your social media if that interests you. To stay connected with whomever you feel you need to be connected to. And then it goes off again. And if you're not using your computer, let's say it's a laptop, fold it down when you're doing something else. If you're writing something or having a meeting that you're not needing your computer, fold it down. Just the fact that the screen is up, even if it's your, your home screen, your screensaver, you'll be glancing at it all the time. So I make a point of not having notifications come on my phone. Not, not any audible ones for sure. Um, or on my computer. It's easy to check if I have a text or if I have a voicemail or a missed call. It's easy to check if I have a messenger message through Facebook. Again, these are not emergencies. It's part of what I do in my day to see if I need to be communicating with somebody. So a step backwards from all of this is also knowing when I start my day, what are the most productive things that I'm going to be doing that day? It's already on my calendar. And I said calendar and not to-do list. I don't have a problem with a list, but that list has to be scheduled. Because if it's not, even if we get eight things done, if there's 15 things on our list, we're not going to be happy that we got eight things done and not all 15. What I'm recommending you do is write out the 15, the list of 15. And the first thing you do is look at that list and ask yourself, okay, are all of these things 100% necessary to do? Are they going to impact my job or my personal life? Are any of these things just busy things that aren't accomplishing any goals? 
If that's the case, eliminate it. Then you look at what's left on the list. Maybe there's 14 things out of the 15. And you look and go, okay, who can do this task just as well as me or better? Then delegate it. And then whatever's left on the list, it goes in your calendar. It goes in your calendar. So you can literally look at your calendar and know what I'm doing at very specific times of the day. And know the other things on the list are not all necessarily on today. Some are tomorrow, some are in two days, some are next week. That, that way, I look at my calendar, I've got all these things in there with the appropriate time blocked out. I have nothing for less than 30 minutes. I don't care if I know it's going to be a five-minute task. It's still in for 30 minutes because you know what? We all need a little wiggle room during the day. That way you can check properly your messages. That way you can run to the restroom and grab a drink of water or have a conversation with someone without feeling like you have to go from one thing to the next thing. But when all of those things are accomplished, I can be done with my day, even though these other things haven't been accomplished, but I know they're calendared. So I know I've got other things I'm doing tomorrow and I have other things I'm doing next week. That way we can have peace of mind and actually leave our work life and go to our home life and do it with peace of mind, doing it with knowing and feeling that I was productive. I got done the things that I said I would do. And this isn't a haphazard list of things. I recommend that you actually think about the things that you need to do and then decide, like I said, what's eliminated, what's delegated, what do I need to do? What am I best at doing? Let me do those things. And then get a calendar. And here's the cool thing. The more efficient you are and effective you are, with the extra time that you have, you can do one of two things. You could do more productive things. So do more of what you did. Or look at tomorrow and take something from tomorrow if you were that efficient. Or depending on how much control you have over your schedule and your workday. You now just added 15 minutes, maybe an hour to the fun portion of your day. Hey, I get to cut out a little early. Or you know what? Because I have this extra time, maybe I'll meet this other person for lunch or for coffee or just for a more fun meeting, but still networking-ish, which could directly or indirectly impact improving your business as well improving your job, improving your performance. And the other thing I recommend doing when there is this quote unquote free time is I always have a book, at least one at the office and at least one at home. That is a book that I'm reading. And, and this is just me personally. I don't ever read books for entertainment. I don't have mysteries, thrillers, or anything like that. I save that for watching either a movie or a series or, or, you know, something along those lines. When I read a book, it's always a development book, personal development, business development, professional development, something in those lines. So if I've got 10 minutes that I didn't expect, I'll grab the book and I'll read the book. 
because if it's not enough time to start another project or maybe I finished and there isn't anything for me to do until, you know, I've got a 15 minute window, I'll read the book. It's being productive, but it's being productive in a different way. So just some additional thoughts on concentration. What we talked about last week and this week will help you decide what did we discuss that you'd like to add or try. And just, it's all an experiment anyway. Try it. You just might find that you're more productive, more effective, more efficient. And if you are, beautiful. That's the whole point of this. So definitely be willing to experiment. And um, I would love feedback. I would love to hear what you've noticed. Because I'll tell you, I'm all about efficiency because I do have the control over my life that I can, if I'm more efficient, that means more time with my family, with my, with my wife, with myself, with my friends. That means more time to have a bigger impact outside of the office. So I do this podcast pretty much every Wednesday and it's in my calendar and I do it at a time where it makes sense that I, that time is for this podcast. I don't do it when it fits in. I don't do it when I have extra time. I do it because it's Wednesday and it's on my calendar. That's the way I can be consistent. I believe this is episode 41. The only way to do that is with consistency and discipline and scheduling time mastery allows me to do that. So enjoy the process of looking at concentration. And again, remember, this is an experiment. So be kind to yourself. And if we all think about that and treat ourselves with some kindness and some love, we will change the world.